and welcome to episode 26 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually packing, actually attending, uh, actually hand-dyed, actually designing, and then a review and some contests and giveaways. Actually finished. So guys, it's only been about six days since the last time I recorded, but I finished a bunch of stuff this week. I had a couple of really fun things happen this week, so I thought it would be a good time to record an episode. I do have to leave in a couple days for a short work trip, and it may be that I end up publishing the episode while I'm away, but I wanted to record tonight and tell you about all the things I've gotten done. So I finished four projects, two of them very small, one really long-term project. So um, the first thing that I finished this week was I sat down the other day and I decided to start to knit a little bit with my Knit Nosh samples. And the first one that I picked up was my Bijou Basin Ranch sample. And so they brought their Lhasa Wilderness Sport yarn. It's a bamboo and yak blend. It's a lovely yarn, and I ended up somehow with two mini skeins of that. So I have one that's a light teal and one that's a dark pink. Um, and so I grabbed the teal one, and I was looking on Ravelry for something small to do with just, I probably had 20 or 25 yards of this uh, sport weight yarn. And I found this cute little earbud case. And so there's a free pattern on Ravelry. I will link to it in the show notes. But I thought that was sort of the perfect thing for um, that small amount of yarn. And it just gave me a little bit of an opportunity to knit with it. So it's a cute little free pattern, um, almost like a mini sock. You rib the top, and then there's there's actually some increases that kind of make it a little bit larger. And then you knit straight, and then you just kind of close it up and graft it together. And so that was really cute, really fun. For some reason, I have like three pairs of earbuds. My earbuds seem to be multiplying, um, and uh, they're always tangled up in my purse. So I thought this was a really cute way to possibly um, deal with that, and I am pretty excited about it. In terms of the yarn, I was very happy with how this knit up. It's kind of a shame to knit up yarn that lovely for something that I'm not going to wear. But I did um, I did think that this was a cute little project. Um, the yarn that I have in my stash from them is a lace weight yarn. And so I talked last week about how I didn't end up buying yarn um, at Knit Nosh. And there are a couple of um, things that I regret not getting my hands on. And more Bijou Basin Ranch is definitely one of them. So I may end up placing an order online um, and and adding a little bit of stash, but for now I'm kind of stocking lace weight patterns and trying to decide what I want to do with the yarn I do have in my stash. I'm very interested to see too sort of how this wears. I figure it'll get a lot of um, like contact wear. I have it in a little pouch that I keep in my purse and um, so I'll be really interested to see with the yak fiber. I don't know much about what the staple length is on yak or anything like that. It does have bamboo content. So I'm just going to be curious to see if it's pilly or if it's real sturdy. It's so, so soft. So um, I will be posted about that. The second thing that I finished, same day, I actually finished three small things in one day this week. So that was pretty fun. Um, 
but the second thing that I did was I had my nerd string sample again from knit nosh and so that is a DK weight merino and the colorway that I got in my sample is called better in blue jeans and it is such a gorgeous color so at first glance you would kind of think it was a gray a very dark gray that almost leaned toward brown um, but as you look at it closely it actually has really really beautiful subtle um, variegation in it and there's quite a bit of blue and so I was pretty excited about this I was looking for, again for something small to knit up with it and um, Donna from Scandalous has been knitting mug cozies with all her samples so she did um, each of them and then she posted them on Instagram I reposted them and she tagged them all knit nosh so you could take a look at um, at hers online but I thought that was a really good use for this and I have several tumblers that I drink my morning my morning warm drink out of I'm not a coffee girl but I do drink hot water with lemon every morning um, my kids laugh because I make a tumbler full of hot water with lemon every morning and then I leave it in the house and forget it when I drive to school I end up drinking it when I get home but uh, the pattern that I found that I to use is Main Street by Tim about what a big fan I am of the Tin Can Knits um, patterns and this was just a really cute little cabled um, cup sleeve coffee cup sleeve so it's just ribs and cables um, there's a little bit of a not quite a seat stitch pattern but but a little bit maybe it's even like a faux garter stitch I suppose pattern on one of the cables or one of the rib sections and then just a little cable I did one extra repeat um, because mine did not seem to come up quite as long as theirs and I played a little bit of yarn chicken with myself because I was trying to just use up every ounce of the yarn but it turned out really cute I'll post a picture I put pictures of it on Instagram it was a really great use of such a small amount of yarn and I have to say the nerd string I was really happy with I do have some of that in another color in my stash and I've been trying to decide what to cast on with that. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But it was really fun to get my hands on that yarn. And I, I really was enjoying knitting with the small amounts. Now the bigger problem that I have is that I also didn't manage to grab samples every single time they came around. So I didn't end up with any of the um, the Scandalous Anna, which is a, um, a Targi wool um Aaron weight wool and then I did also did not end up with any of the MJ silk and DK which is the Polworth and silk blend that they brought so um I do have other yarns from both of those dyers and I'm probably just going to knit along some other things but um I had fun just kind of planning out little things for my samples it also gave me some good inspiration one of the things that I really was trying to figure out before knit nosh and I and I didn't quite manage to pull it off was little patterns that people could knit with their samples so these are a couple of great little things that um, give me some ideas for next time in case people wanted to knit real things instead of swatching um, at the event so those were fun and I loved both of the yarns and I'm super excited um, to knit bigger things um, with the yarn that I have from both of those companies. So the third thing that I finished this week is also a Tin Can Knits pattern. 
Um, I am traveling this week to Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm going to see my team in person, which does not happen very often. And I have um, a team member whose wife is expecting a baby in the summer. And so I won't see this person when I go on my trip to Las Vegas later in the month. So I just wanted to bring something along um, for the baby. So you might remember around the holidays that Tin Can Knits was giving away um, a pattern a day for 12 days leading up to Christmas. And um, so I went through the patterns there. I had knit for friends of my husband's baby um, a bonbon toque from Tin Can Knits. And so this one I decided to do is a pattern called Lowlands. And I really like this one a lot. I thought about knitting this as a Christmas gift um, for one of my brothers, but didn't get around to it. So this was a pattern I had been wanting to try out. It's very cute. Um, it's a garter stitch band and then a stockinette top of the hat. And I knit this in some Spud and Chloe sweater that I had in my stash. This is more of the leftovers from the yarn that I bought to bring with me to Yarnfest last year for my double knitting class. So the um, the hat is blocking right now. It was a very quick knit. Um, I did the baby size, so really teeny tiny little hat, but it turned out really cute. I'm very happy with it. And I uh, did make a big old pom-pom to put on the top of it as well, um, like you do. So that one will be going in my suitcase and coming with me to give to my friend from work. The last thing that I finished, and this one was a real um, battle of wills with me and the yarn, is, and I bet I'm very excited about the finished project, and that's part of the reason that it was such a battle for me, was I was determined to finish this project. Um, I have been working on, since July, my three-color cashmere cowl by Hoagie Locatelli. And you guys might remember um, that I dyed the yarn myself for this, so... Um, I did have a merino cashmere nylon high twist fingering weight yarn that I bought over the summer and I dyed up um, three small skeins of it, one in a silver gray, one in a charcoal gray, and one in a color that's called Berry Crush. And I was really excited about it. I got most of the way through the cowl and then I, I got a little fatigued with the, um, not like the, it's not really even lace, but there's just little eyelets and things. And I was a little bit tired of counting. So I did most of it as written um, all the way up to then you do a big section of kind of the contrasting color. Um, and then I decided that what I really wanted to do was use up every last ounce of that yarn. So I kind of played reverse yarn chicken where instead of worrying that I was going to run out of the yarn, I was just sort of striping the two um, contrasting colors, the dark gray and the very crush. I was just sort of striping them in um, increasingly large stripes until I ran out of the color. So, you know, with each of them, I probably ended up with a yard or a yard and a half left. Um, but it was taking a long time. It's a lot of stitches on very small needles. And so my prize for myself tonight, in, in addition to the fact that uh, now I get to take this with me to my work trip, and I think it's going to be really pretty. I have an outfit that it'll match really nicely with. Um, was that I told myself I couldn't record the podcast 
until I finished this project. So it's done. It's having a soak. That was the other thing that I wanted to tell you guys is I, I might have mentioned last week that Bijou Basin Ranch brought some of their samples of their Allure fiber wash with them um, to the event. And so everybody that came got a little sample size of um, three of those, the unscented, and then there's a Prairie Song is the one that I use, and then I think there's one that has the word mountain in it. I'll have to look it up. But anyways, I decided that as I blocked these little projects this week, I would use the wool wash. So um, the first one I used it on was the Coffee Cozy, and that one turned out just fine. It does have a lovely scent as it's soaking. I don't notice any scent now that it's blocked and dried, so there's not a lingering scent from the wool wash at all. Um, and that piece blocked up really nicely. The second thing that I blocked again earlier today was the hat from the Spud and Chloe. So it was interesting because um, it is pink yarn, and um, I don't think I had used any of the pink before. Um, I had some light blue and some gray that I used over the summer, and those were the other colors I bought for that class. But I think this is the first project I've done with the pink. And it did, in fact lose some dye into the water. So I was interested in that. I, I have about a skein and a half left. I'm sure I will end up knitting something else. Um, I do have another coworker who's expecting a baby, but we don't know gender yet. So maybe it'll be another baby hat. Um, but I'm curious now whether um, that was the wool wash that caused it to bleed and lose a little bit of its color or whether that pink from Spud and Chloe would have lost some color um, anyways. So it, it was just an interesting observation. The um, cowl is in having its soak right now, and at least at first rinse, that did not appear to be losing any of its color. So that made me proud of myself too, because that means I did a good job setting the dye when I dyed that. So those are the projects that I have finished this time around actually working. So believe it or not, even with all those things finished, I do still have several other things on the needles that got some love this week. Um, I am still working on three different pairs of vanilla socks. I don't have anything new or interesting to say about those, so I will spare you guys the details on them, but they all got little, little bits of love here and there during the week. The big thing that got a lot of work this week was the scoreboard scarf for my son. So you guys might remember that I am uh, using the scoreboard cowl concept, really, to knit um, my son a Broncos scarf. He did not want a cowl. He wanted a scarf. I'm knitting it out of uh, Knit Picks Comfy in their worsted weight, and the colors are Carrot and Celestial and then Hawk. So um Carrot is the orange that I'm using for any points that the Broncos score. Blue I'm using for any points that the opponents score. And then the gray, in between each game, I knit rows for the number of, like, weeks. So, like, week two, I knit two rows, whatever. Um, if I had it to do again, I might not do that because that certainly does lead to a lot more knitting that needs to be done. But it is enormous. It is... Uh, we measured it the other day, and I think it is nine feet long. <laughs> um, and I'm not caught up yet. So the Broncos are going to the Super Bowl. That's what was the exciting part of this story. And I am caught up 
Um, I think I have two and a half games left to knit. So um, the last game of the regular season, which I think was the game against the Chargers, and then I need to knit the Steelers game and the Patriots game. So then I decided also, well, we decided, I guess, I am going to knit, instead of a gray band for the Super Bowl, I'm going to knit, um, I think it'll be the 19th game that they've played. And so I have it all worked out, so it'll be 19 rows, a little bit of gray, a little bit of orange, and then with an orange background and blue text, I'm going to knit in the words Super Bowl 50, and then another band of orange and another band of gray. And then it's really important to my son that during the game, I be knitting the score as it's happening, in part because he really wants his scarf as soon as the Super Bowl ends, right? So so it's cute. It's adorable that he is so into it. It's so great. Like, this was kind of a bigger undertaking than I realized it was going to be. I think it wouldn't have been any less knitting, but I think maybe if I had to do it again, I would probably knitted in a sport weight or smaller. It's so huge. Um, and I guess the other thing I could have done that would have made it less knitting might have been to um, cast on fewer stitches. I think I cast on 80 stitches. So um, what's great, though, is they're going to the Super Bowl. So now he'll have this awesome <laughs> souvenir of the season, and it's got all of the scores knit into it. And so he thinks it's Super Bowl. But he's also gotten very superstitious about it. The last several games, he has insisted that basically I park my butt in the same spot on the couch and knit through the whole game. I'm allowed to get up during commercials, mostly to get him food or something and like make his lunch. And then he expects me to be back on the couch because we're superstitious around here about our sports. So um, I really feel a lot of pressure to get this finished, like not finished, finished, but up through the word Super Bowl in time for the game. And I don't really want to lug it on my trip because um, it's cumbersome. Like there's no way I can knit this thing on the plane now. I have it kind of rolled up. And then I have figured out that if I stuff the two colors I'm not using inside the tube and use the color that I am using to the outside of the tube, then at least it's not tangling the way that it was, which is a huge improvement, um, that I figured out way too late in the game, but, um, anyways, it's not, it's not appropriate trip knitting, so I need to get my butt in gear, <laughs> because, God forbid, I don't finish what he expects me to finish, and then I'm not knitting the score of the game as the game's happening, and then they don't win, because he will be, he will blame me, because <laughs> we are superstitious. So that will be getting a lot of attention. I knit on it for a really long time last Sunday. Um, I knit on it through the whole uh, Broncos-Patriots game and then the whole Cardinals-Panthers game and maybe even a little bit more after that. And so I caught up quite a bit because I was really pretty far behind. But I have a lot of catching up to do. So that's going to be the focus of a lot of my weekend this weekend. And then um, if I don't, finish enough, it will be a lot of my focus when I'm home from Raleigh, but that's okay. It's fun, and uh, it, it means a lot to him, and so that's great. My intention also is to knit him a hat um, using the same set of colors and knitting probably two stripes per game in the color of, like, who wins, who loses. So for that, he wants it to be primarily blue, so the wins will be in blue and the losses will be in orange. 
Um, and I'm not putting any pressure on myself to have that done at any particular time. Although we did already make the pom-pom. So that will come as well. Um, but that's been a lot of fun. And I know I talked about that scarf on the last episode. And then like the next afternoon was the game. So um, anyways, very exciting. Go Broncos. We are looking forward to that around here. I am also still working on my other son's Star Wars Force Awakens hat. So that one got a little bit of love this week. It really needs a little bit more concentration and brain space than I had. And um, it was more in a place of working on those itty-bitty projects. But I really do want to finish that up for him. So um, my hope is to crank that out a little bit over the weekend. And then lastly, I am knitting myself a pair of boot toppers. And I am knitting these out of some bulky weight yarn. It's Knit Picks, might be Knit Picks Brava. It had started out to be a Gaptastic cowl. And then I think maybe that was one where I cast on more stitches than it called for. And then it's just like seed stitch or moss stitch or something. And I got super bored and I decided to frog it because I, I just wasn't enjoying it. So they're bulky weight boot toppers. I will link to the pattern in the show notes because I'm not finding my Ravelry project quickly here. Um, but they're very cute. They're a dark charcoal gray and they are cabled and they're very quick. I'm already, I cranked out one of them really quickly a couple of weeks ago and I'm pretty well into the second one. So I'd like to finish those up because again, I think that would be a nice thing to wear. Um, if nothing else, like on the plane, I'm sure I'll be wearing boots and especially because it's supposed to dump snow here. Um, so I'm going to try to wrap those up so that they can be worn this week as well. And that's it for the things that I'm actively working on right now. Actually, hand dyed. I had a couple of things this week that I wanted to talk about. I have not gotten the dye pots out this week. I think I am making a date with myself for the afternoon of Valentine's Day. Um, to do a little bit of hand dyeing. I really am kind of missing it. I have a couple of things that I still would like to cast on with that I that I dyed up the last time. But one thing in particular that I, I'm craving a little bit is I feel like these socks are all getting pretty close and I would like some more self-striping yarn. So I'm fighting the temptation to try to pull some stuff out and do that tomorrow. Um but anyways, I wanted to tell you guys about a couple of resources that I found recently that I was really enjoying. So there are two video podcasts that I um, enjoy that talk about dyeing. The first one is uh, The Dyer's Notebooks, Notebook, and that is um, Laura from Jinx Yarns. And so she is doing a tutorial s series where she shows you things about... Um, her dyeing process, and that's pretty enjoyable. I subscribed to that one on iTunes, but it is also on YouTube, um, and I don't get a lot of time to watch video podcasts, but that is one that I enjoy. And then the other one she mentioned today, and um, so I went and checked out a few episodes this afternoon, and I skipped around a little bit. I mostly watched the dyeing uh, tutorials, but I really enjoyed those. And that is a podcast called um, Andre Sue Knits. And so I'll link to that on YouTube in the show notes. I'm not sure if she's on iTunes or not, but it's definitely on YouTube. And I watched today 
two different tutorials on speckled yarn and one on hand painting and one on how to do kind of like dip dyeing to get a variegated yarn. So um, I enjoyed that a lot. She also has knitting content and spinning content and it looked like there was a lot of fun stuff there. So that's one I will definitely probably make some time to watch uh, coming up here and I wanted to make sure you guys um, knew that that was out there. Actually attending. The big thing um, that is coming up next for me is Interweave Yarn Fest. So that is um, in Loveland, Colorado starting on March 31st and I am taking two classes at Yarn Fest plus I'll be there you know attending the market and shopping and stuff. Last year I managed to go up um, I think Friday, Saturday and Sunday and I went two different days with two different friends and then um, one day by myself. So I'm really looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. If you guys are planning to go to that, anybody that's local, let me know and maybe we can grab coffee or something while we are up there. The other thing that I am pretty excited about tomorrow, um, it, I am heading up to Fort Collins, Colorado, and I'm going to go to the Loopy U with a couple of um, fellow knitters. So uh, the first is Sarah, who came to Knit Nosh last week, and I know she listens. Hey, Sarah. And Sarah's thinking about starting a video podcast. And then um, Emily from Knitting Butterflies is meeting us as well. So I've never been to Loopy U. I'm very excited to go up there, and I'm very excited to um, get together with a couple of other knitters for the afternoon. So that should be super fun. Um, my mission while I'm at Loopy U is, I, like I said, I was fighting the temptation to um, dye up some more self-striping, and I looked on the website there, and they have a, it looks like a beautiful selection of self-striping yarns. And um, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about what I'm packing for my trip, but I feel like what I might like to have with me is um, a fresh pair of socks, and self-striping is where my head is at these days. Actually packing. I hope that this is not boring for you guys, but I am trying to figure out what I'm going to pack for this trip. So I am on a very quick work trip this week, um, which normally wouldn't be like a super big deal, but we are it is going to dump snow here. So I'm scheduled to fly on Monday evening, um, and that seems to be when the worst of the storm is. So I'm not sure that I'll have a ton of knitting time while I'm actually at my work function. Obviously, it's long days um, in the office, but we're not starting until 9 in the morning each day, which feels super late. I, a lot of days I'm on by 6 in the morning working, so not starting till 9 feels like, woof, I'm going to have tons of time in the mornings. Um, and... The evenings will wrap up on the early side as well. Certainly, I'll be done with my work stuff earlier in the evening than um, my boys go to bed when I'm at home. So I may have some hotel knitting time as well. So I'm trying to decide what to bring. And so that's always the question, right? Um, and I would love to hear if you guys have techniques for how you figure out what to pack when you're traveling. I would love to hear what they are. But right now, I am leaning towards bringing socks. Possibly I will buy some new yarn tomorrow and bring that along. Or, you know, I have socks in various states of completion. Um, so I could just pack some of those. I just get worried about 
running out of knitting. And there's a very real chance, I think, that Monday night I'm going to get to the airport and I'm on the last flight of the day. I think that means they might be less likely to cancel my flight, but that, but I might be delayed. So I might have several hours of airport sitting around knitting um, time on my hands, and I just want to be prepared for that. The other thing that I'm going to bring is um, I have a cowl that I cast on a little while ago. hasn't gotten much love, but I had dyed over the summer um, some MCN fingering in black and then in kind of a neon rainbow gradient. And I'm just kind of playing with, I'm knitting that. I did a provisional cast on and I'm knitting it in like a tube and I'm sort of playing with um, just striping that. I might do a little bit then of like chevrons too, but I'm just sort of having a good time playing with the colors and the striping and I'm just kind of whipping myself up a little cowl. So that's nice. Don't have to really look, you know, can read on my iPad at the same time sort of knitting. I think that might be perfect for an airplane. So that is coming along as well. And then if I don't finish it this weekend, I will bring Ben's Force Awakens hat with me so that I can finish that up and give that to him when I get home. And my nephew is turning um, seven right after I get back. And so I have a couple of little Star Wars things I bought at Christmas time and ended up not giving him because we made him a set of Force Awakens pillowcases and we made him like a tie blanket Star Wars as well. So I stashed those away for his birthday. So he'll get those. Plus, I really want to give him a hat. And so I think I'm going to bring that with me as well. Um, and then that's plenty of knitting, but I'm tempted and hopefully I have a tendency to pack and then pack way too much. I do this with everything, not just my knitting, and then go back a couple days later and sort of unpack the things I don't need. But right now, I would probably bring some yarn for a hat as well. I, I'm toying with what to do with the um, MJ Yarns Worsted in Midnight Orchid that I have because I would like to knit a hat of that. And I'm trying to decide between knitting another hat and one of the patterns that I gave away at the event or... Um, maybe knitting a hat out of the Color Wheel Knits book. So um, that might just be my comfort yarn that I bring along because um, I'm fantasizing about being able to knit with it. Um, so anyways, that that's my plan so far. Again, I'd love to hear what you guys do when you pack. And then speaking of my nephew, I wanted to tell you guys a funny story. So um, my brother has two little boys. They are about to be seven and a little over one and a half. My other nephew will be two in April. And my nephew, who is two, is still in a crib. Well, he's not quite two. He's, and so he's still in a crib. He's definitely still crib age. Um, but we made everybody these tie blankets for Christmas. The boys really did most of the work. And it was, you know, from them to their cousins. And so that was really fun. And everybody really liked it. Um, I wanted to make my little nephew a Red Sox blanket because my brother is a huge Red Sox fan and my son Jack would have absolutely nothing to do with a Red Sox blanket. So <laughs> we ended up making him a Broncos blanket, which was fine. And he was very excited about it. So, um, but he's little and he's still in a crib and that's too big of a blanket for him to have in the crib. And I guess I thought like, well, he could play on it or lay on it or, you know, 
if he was taking a nap on their bed or something, he could use it. Well, they've taken it and put it on their bed. <laughs> they told him that when he's a big boy and he has a big boy bed, then he can use his blanket for, for Monty Becky. So my mom was down there watching my nephew last weekend so that they could go skiing. And when she went to leave, he was ready for his nap and a little bit fussy and sad that grandma was leaving. And he said, he kept saying to her, Blanky, Auntie Becky, big boy, big boy, Auntie Becky, because he just wanted his Blanky. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I may try to do this weekend is run out and get just a small piece of that Broncos fleece and a small piece of orange and just make him sort of a crib-sized blanket that then they would let him have and let him carry around or take to daycare or whatever. So I thought that was cute. It's always nice when you make something, especially for a kid, and then it turns out that they love it. That's an awesome, awesome feeling. And that was how that story made me feel. Actually designing. So you guys might remember last week at the end of the episode, I just sort of offhandedly mentioned the charity thing that the Knitmore Girls are doing. So they are um, really promoting this 25,000 toques, which is about knitting 25,000 hats for people who are emigrating, refugees who are emigrating from Syria to Canada. And they've been really great about encouraging people to do that and to knit hats to keep people warm as they move to a new place. And I noticed that um, they had put a couple things on Facebook. People had, you know, offered up patterns for free. And I thought, well, I have a hat pattern that is fairly unisex and might be a good charity knitting hat. And I should just shoot them a note. So I sent Jasmine a message on Ravelry and said, you know, here's the hat. And if you wanted to let people have it for free, here's a coupon code. And the coupon code, if you guys want it, it's the Silverthorn hat. And it's the coupon code is Knitmore and it's good till March 1st. And I didn't really think much of it. It was a busy weekend and um, and I just kind of went on about my day. And a couple days later, Jasmine posted it on Facebook and oh my gosh, you guys, like a zillion million people <laughs> downloaded the pattern. I was really unprepared for that. I was sure that a bunch of people would because I knew that, I know that I am very easily influenced by what the Knitmore Girls promote or talk about or put on social media. I'm always interested and I'm always, but certainly that wasn't my motivation and I really did not expect, but like 2,700 people <laughs> downloaded this pattern and then on Monday or Tuesday, so many people were downloading it so quickly that it was the number one, like, what's hot on Ravelry pattern. <laughs> and I had no idea that that was what was going to happen. So that just really tickled me. I hope that if you downloaded the pattern or if you're going to download the pattern, I sure would love it if you would um, knit a hat to give someone who needs it. Um, it's a great, it would make a great chemo hat. It's very similar to the Hope hat that I have for free on Ravelry, which is a hat that I designed for my very dear friend when she was fighting cancer a couple of years ago. This is just a slightly different cable pattern. So if you know someone who needs a chemo cap, um, if you're doing 25,000 toques, I think it's a great choice for that. And you guys should feel free to use that coupon code as well. Um, and the idea that so many people downloaded it, I hope that a lot of them we're following along and are going to do these charity hats. The idea that someone would take a hat that I designed and maybe knit it and then give it to someone in need, that that makes my heart feel warm. So that was just the funniest 
out of nowhere little thing that happened this week. And of course, it's not anywhere near the top of Ravelry anymore. It was kind of a one day phenomenon. But um, I I really just was tickled by all of that. So that was kind of a fun, fun thing that happened to me this week. Knit alongs and giveaways. I wanted to take a couple minutes and walk you guys through in a little bit better detail the rules and everything for the Knit Nosh Along. I talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but I hadn't necessarily published the rules yet, and I was still working through some of the details in my head. So I wanted to walk through that. I do have this all posted in both Ravelry groups, the one for Knit Nosh and the one for the podcast. Um, the finish line where you'll post your projects will be in the podcast Ravelry group. So I just want to walk you through the rules and then if you guys have questions you can post them in the Ravelry group or you can message me on Ravelry um, and we can talk about it. But I, I just wanted this to be sort of a fun way to involve all of you guys who were so supportive and encouraging but maybe couldn't make it because you live far away or you had other things going on. Um, so this is open to everyone. You certainly do not have to have attended Nitnosh in order to participate. So I decided to do this one a little bit differently and there will be points for different um, areas of participation. And then at the end of um, the Knit Along, which ends on April the 1st, I will go through the entries in the Ravelry group and I will tally up the points and I will give prizes away based on points for participation. So the first way to earn points would be to cast on a new project with yarn from Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Nerd, or Scandalous. And if you do that, you will get 10 points towards the knit along. So that's just a cast on um, and you don't have to finish. The second way would be to take your samples if you did come to the event and knit something with the samples. So um, those are worth five points. So for example, the cup cozy that I knit this week or the earbud case, if you knit something small like that with your sample, it can't just be a swatch, um, that, but you would get five points. If you finish a project knit with yarn from one of the sponsor companies, you would get 25 points. Now the samples don't count for this category, but if you knit something else with, um, yarn from those companies you would, and you finished it, you would get 25 points. If you use a modular modular project bag um, with a newly cast on project, that's worth 10 points. Um, I did gift some patterns at the event and then there was also a designer at the event who had a pattern that was designed for both or either, I guess, MJ Yarns or Scandalous. And so I have the links to all three of those patterns in the Ravelry thread. If you knit with one of those, you get five points. Um, if you post pictures of your project on Instagram and tag them, hashtag knitnosh, that's one point per photo. And if you post photos of any project in your knitnosh project bag, if you came to the event and tag that, hashtag knitnosh, you get one point per photo. So the example that I put in the thread was, say I cast on the Bijou Creek Cowl, which is one of the patterns that we gave away at the event with some MJ yarn and I used my modular modular project bag and I finish it by April 1st, I'd get five points for using the pattern, 10 points for the yarn, 10 points for the bag, 25 points for finishing. And then say I posted three pictures of them on Instagram, I'd get 53 points for that project. So that's how it'll work. I hope this will be kind of a fun way to mix it up. I hope it's a way that encourages you guys to do lots of different things. And if you did come to the event, 
but didn't buy yarn, you can still do some stuff with your samples. If you um, didn't come to the event, but you wanted to support the fantastic companies that came to Knitnosh, then it's a great way for you to just buy some of their yarn and use it and have a little fun. So I do owe you guys pictures of the prizes. I will try to get those photographed um, tonight or tomorrow. It's supposed to be sunny, so I might try to take them outside and do it in natural light so that you get a really good sense of the colors. But um, I do have one skein of Bija Basin Ranch Lassa Wilderness in teal, one skein of MJ Yarn Silken DK in Phoenix, which is a gorgeous red, I have one skein of Nerd String Reno DK in Sunrise, um, and one skein of Scandalous Anna in Come Along Pond, and then I have a small project bag for Modular Modular. So lots of great prizes, lots of different ways to earn points and potentially win great things. So I hope that you guys will join in, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We do also still have a thread going for the Color Wheel Knits Knit Along. I am so so like the worst because I really there's like a hundred things I want to cast on that book and I haven't even picked it up but I may decide that what I want to do with my either my I think the worsted for the MJ yarns might be the wrong weight but I might be able to use the nerd string DK for that beetle cap that I like from the color wheel knits book but um, I hope that you guys are thinking about that one that's going to be an ongoing one because again there's a million things I want to knit out of it and I suppose, worst case, it'll just be me posting pictures of my stuff. But I hope you guys will jump, jump in on that one. I'm not going to do prizes or anything. That one's more just for fun. Last up today, I have a review for you guys. So the book I'll be reviewing today is called Spilly Jane Knits Mittens. And this is a cooperative press book by Jane Dupuis. And there are 13 patterns in the book. It retails for $26.95 on Amazon or $16.95 as a Ravelry download. It looks to me like it, some of these patterns are also available for individual purchase um, on Ravelry, although it may be that some of her other patterns are available individually. And most of her patterns appear to be about $6 a piece, so $16.95 for the 13 patterns feels like a real bargain to me. So Cooperative Press was kind enough to give me a review copy of the book, and I've had it for a couple of months. I've been waiting for an opportunity to go through it with you guys. I think it's a really well done book. Um, I will say that stranded color work is something that certainly has intimidated me for a very long time, but I've been playing with that a little bit with these Force Awakens hats, and now I feel like I might be brave enough to tackle a pair of these mittens. One of the things, one of my objectives with the podcast is to um, try to knit something from each of the books that I review for you guys. I'm doing my best to keep up with that. Um, so this is something that I might uh, give a shot to. I think that these will take me a bit of time because... I don't have a lot of time that I can be looking at charts, but I there are a couple of them that I really like, and so we'll see. We'll see what time brings with this one. I, I like the book a lot because it does start out with a really great um, introduction. She talks about a couple different types of thumbs, the peasant thumb, which really sounds to me as you look at the instructions and read the book um, like it's essentially like doing an afterthought heel. You knit in some scrap yarn, and then you... Um, 
pull that out and knit the thumb from there. She talks about how that thumb lays more flat when the mitten is not on your hand, um, but also that some people don't like the fit of that and prefer a gusset. So a couple different things there. She offers each of the patterns in different sizes so that you have all the charts for um, small, medium, or large mittens, which is kind of a cool little feature in the book. And then she talks a little bit about the kind of fiber that she thinks makes sense um, for stranded color work mittens like this. So most of the patterns in this book, if not all, are knitted in um, Knit Picks Palette, which is their 100% Peruvian wool. And that is a wool that will felt. And so what she talks about in the book is that if you knit stranded color work mittens out of 100% wool and then you wear them between you know the rubbing of your hands on the inside of the mitten and the moisture from your hands they will eventually felt on the inside and you'll have a more insulated mitten and it'll also be smoother because the strands will not be loose inside there anymore they'll be felted together so i thought that was kind of interesting and um Fiber choice is so important. I I just really liked that she put so much time into uh, laying that out and, and thinking that through for people. She does say that anything 70% wool or more, as long as it's not superwash, should felt like that. Um, but obviously superwash wool is not going to felt. So then there's a couple of tutorials on the two different thumbs, the peasant thumb and the gusset thumb. And so that's really well done lots of photos um, and those are each several pages long so that's very impressive the amount of detail that goes into just the um, the thumb construction and then she jumps into the patterns so the patterns are really very cute there's a couple of really kitschy ones she starts out with um two sets of fingerless mitts one that uses the peasant thumb and one that uses a gusset thumb so that if you wanted to just fiddle around with that and they're basically just little striped fingerless mitts, you could just uh, try those out. Again, even for these very simple patterns, they're all charted. It shows you on the chart exactly where the thumb placement is and right hand and left hand and sizes small, medium, and large. So just for the, the sheer quantity of charts and the sheer amount of charting that gets done in this book, is really very impressive and I thought that was great um, but then she gets into more complicated color work patterns there is a section in the book that talks about you know techniques for how to do stranded color work how to make sure that you've carried the yarn along correctly if you have a large gap in between colors which of course that's one of the things that I learned from knitting the first of those Force Awakens hats was that I needed to be more careful about catching the yarn that wasn't in, in use and making sure that I carried it along as I was knitting. And then there's just a bunch of these guys that are really cute, kind of kitschy um, mittens. The first one is called Nougat, and that's very cute, sort of like diamonds and then a, a little patchwork striping um, on the, so different design on the back of the hand than on the palm of the hand. And so that's really cute. I would probably pick different colors than were in the sample, but it's a nice, I think probably good introduction to the techniques of the book. Then there's a very pretty one that's called Midtown. This one is a uh, very geographic pattern 
little triangles um, and it's in contrasting gray colors. I like that one quite a lot as well. Then there's one that has garden gnomes and there's one that has cupcakes and one with fish and one with penguins. So you get the idea there's sort of that the sky's the limit. There's nothing that you couldn't do with a little bit of patience and some time charting to end up with some very, very cute colorwork mittens. Um, my favorite um, is there's one in here called Decadence, which is sort of just a scroll work looking pattern. That one is beautiful. Again, probably um, I would pick different colors because the color combination is not necessarily my taste, but the design itself is lovely. And so that would be one that I would definitely consider giving a try. And then there's one that's called, um, I think it's called Patuski is how you pronounce it. And that is another lovely gray and white pattern, um, just very Patoski, um, sorry, just very simple geographic shapes on the back of the hand. It's kind of like bullseyes, um, little circles or squares with dark gray on the outside and light gray, kind of concentric circles. Sorry if I'm rambling, you guys. And then on the back, it's a little bit of a checkerboard. And so that's very cute, very simple. And you could do that in numerous colors, and it would be um, really, really striking pattern. So um, all in all, I think that this is worth a look. There are certainly um, other mitten patterns that she has on Ravelry that you could check out as well because they are very unique and very beautiful. And if stranded color work is something you enjoy, this certainly looks to me like it would be a great resource for um, getting started with some really fun mittens. So I will keep you guys posted. I Again, I do think that I want to uh, give this a shot. It definitely feels to me like I would need to select some yarn to make sure that um, that I got all the properties of that 100% wool that she talks about. And I don't have anything in my stash right now that is a fingering weight 100% wool. Um, and these are all written for fingering weight. So that's the nice thing too, is they would be nice light mittens, um, which would be great. So check it out. Again, that's Spilly Jane Knits Mittens from Cooperative Press, $16.95 US on Ravelry and $26.95 US on Amazon.com. Thank you again, Cooperative Press, for the generous donation of the review copy and the giveaway copy. So guys, that's really all that I had for today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening and thank you for hanging out with me tonight. I will be back probably right around Valentine's Day with a new episode for you guys. And then after that, probably the last week in February. Again, I've got this travel coming up that's going to make my schedule a little inconsistent, but hopefully by squeezing this episode in, now you guys won't ever have to go two full weeks without an episode. That's my goal. So I wanted to remind you all that if you wanted to connect with me, the best ways to do that are either on the Ravelry group or um, on Instagram I, and Twitter. I am at Knit Actually Podcast. There's a Facebook page for the podcast. Um, and so any of those ways are great ways to get in touch if you guys have questions or comments or feedback. The other thing I wanted to do was just say a quick thank you. I made a request last time that you guys, if you had an opportunity 
could maybe um, throw out some iTunes reviews, even just a star review is a huge help in terms of people finding the podcast. And there was one new written review from someone in Akron, Ohio. There wasn't a name, but thank you if you are the person who did the written review. And there were quite a few more star ratings this time through. So I appreciate that a lot. And I appreciate you guys being here and listening. So until next time, I hope everybody has a great couple of weeks.